Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey y'all! Welcome back. Yes, welcome back, D and D family. Uh, it is April. Yes, mm. April fifteenth. Yes. So, welcome back. We're glad to have you. And today we are going to talk about something that kind of came up as a follow up on previous episodes and conversations. We're talking about this six figure threshold Mm -hmm. and what it means, why it's so important, Mm -hmm. how far it really stretches. Because I think sometimes, whether it's um, in dating or just personal wants and needs, this six-figure income has become a threshold or a marker for what I'm not sure. Um, And so we just wanted to kind of break it down in terms of where does it really go Mm -hmm. in why is that so important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I think it's just, it's become this, like, you know, I'm not going to say universal, mm-hmm. but you do often hear it listed in qualities or yeah. when a person has that list, mm-hmm. uh, he has to make six figures. I don't necessarily know that the guys be like, she needs to make six figures. Right. But, um, you often hear women say that, yeah, he needs to make at least six figures. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, become yeah. this unicorn of a standard, almost. right? And and it's not the average, to be honest. The average, I don't know if the average is seventy. It might mm. be somewhere in that fifty to seventy range um, for what the average person mm-hmm. makes. But the mm-hmm. average is not six figures. So yeah. if you look at it, I was looking at some of the s- statistics. I think it's it might be ten percent or less actually make this six-figure marker or more. It's not... That's low. Yeah, it's not necessarily common. I think sometimes, if you think about, especially your circle, I think sometimes some people, if you hang around people who earn a, uh, I guess, affluent living, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you think it's common. Just like if you hang around people, let's say that you're highly educated and you more so hang around people who are similarly situated, Mm -hmm. you think that's the norm. Yeah, you do. But it's not. And so, again, I don't know if it's 10% on the dot, but it's a small percentage Mm -hmm. actually make six figures or more. That's not the norm. Um, And so one of the things we wanted to really address and break down is that, like, life is expensive, right? And it keeps increasing in price. Mm-hmm. And while the salaries do yes, not necessarily they don't. The salaries are not keeping up with the mm-hmm. cost of living. Mm-hmm. And so we see that all over various cities. We see it with people being displaced. We see unfortunately working homeless, mm-hmm. you know, people who work and still can't afford to live where they work. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to just take this figure and kind of break down like where it really goes. Yeah. So this 
And these are based on averages. So it might be more where you live. It might be less. You might be doing mm -hmm. uh, better or worse in certain situations when you talk about debt. Um, and so, but we wanted to kind of break down like how much of that 100000 is actually able to kind of be held on to for the things that you might want to do. Yeah, cause I, and I definitely, like you said, have to think we have to take out the outliers like California and yeah. New York mm -hmm. because we know, you know, Hawaii, those places mm -hmm. are going to be completely different. Right. Um, and the cost, and probably worse, actually, when yeah. you talk about the example, because $100,000 definitely isn't going to stretch there, so it might just, like, reiterate the mm -hmm. point that we're trying mm -hmm. to make, you know? Yeah, so we're going to start with just $100,000. Mm -hmm. So you have this great job that you love and that is the salary. You mm -hmm. get $100,000 plus whatever benefits that you have. Okay. Right. So, first people to get paid. Uncle Sam. So he is going to take and right now just based on the 2020 guidelines, taxes change and ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. But Uncle Sam is taking about 24% right now based on that income. Mm -hmm. um, and that's if it's just you. We're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of if you're married, it's this category. And right, right, right. It's just you making this $100,000. So 24% of $100,000, $24,000. I like nice round numbers. <laughs> so we're at $76,000. Mm -hmm. Okay, quick, let's talk about this daycare if you got a baby. <sighs> Let's talk about it. So mm -hmm. y'all know the daycare. Yes. Two of the highest expenses is elder care mm -hmm. and daycare, Correct. right? So if you want, in these days and times, if you pretty much want a safe mm -hmm. daycare, mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, for those people, you, when you first have a new new baby, a lot of people yeah. want the, you know, the video the camera system. And I can tap in. Yeah, that, that's, that's more and more and more. So let's is. say on the low, low, low end, mm -hmm. you at around 600, 700. That's probably in-home daycare, it right? Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about the normal average in daycare prices, especially in Charlotte, we're around $1,000. Correct. Per month. Right. And That's for one child. Just one. <laughs> so, again, if you have two babies mm -hmm. under five right. that have to go somewhere, yep. this is going to, it's going to be more. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it drops down to about 800, that six to 800 range you're yeah, talking about. at the potty like training two. age. That's basically but, what it's for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which, to me, arguably, I'm like, it's an infant. They're not doing anything. Why but they, they, they have to change diapers. It's the potty training aspect of it. So, at two, they're expecting them to be potty trained. They don't have to do the diapers and the wiping of the booties and But that's so feeding. much easier. No, it's, it's easy when the child can go take themselves and they, you don't have to give them a bottle. But that and, same child is trying to put something in the socket. Like, you gotta... Hey. They move. Hey. I'm just... <laughs> the infant is just gonna sit there. They barely roll. Like, you just... I feel like it should be cheaper. We I feel like it should be based on activity. <laughs> really. Because I gotta make sure they no, don't they, they bring those expenses back in. Elementary activity oh, okay. expenses. Okay. They come back okay. in later. Like, they, doing they literally sit there. <laughs> right. So, okay. $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. One baby. So, mm -hmm. we've now spent $12,000 a year for our baby yes. to have somewhere to go. Just because, in daycare. Because you got to work. Mm -hmm. You got to be at work. So now we were at 76000 minus 12000 mm -hmm. We're now at sixty four. Right. Okay. You have not paid your rent or your mortgage yet. Now, 
average rent or mortgage, unfortunately, is around that $1,500 range, especially because rent right now is costing more than most people's mm-hmm. mortgages. Mm-hmm. It used to be people renting apartments because they were cheaper than right. homes, but yeah. now it's kind of averaging out. Yeah. So That's a sticker shock thing to me. Yeah, it's, it's high. Especially mm-hmm. now. I think if you got in the market, um, in terms of if you owned a home, if mm-hmm. you got in that market 10, 15 years ago, your rate and your what you pay might be better. But right now, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, for rent, for, like, an apartment, like, mm-hmm. you know, having a one-bedroom apartment at $1,000, and then you could have a four-bedroom house at thirteen, fourteen hundred. It's just, the the cost of rent is, is insane to me. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But, and... That fifteen hundred is not a whole lot of space. Mm-hmm. Unless, no, no, unless no. you're renting a house. Now, right. that might be a you know different situation. For sure. So when you take that per year, eighteen thousand dollars. That's what you pay to have somewhere to shelter your head. you and a baby. <laughs> right. So when you subtract that, we were at sixty four thousand. Now we're at basically forty five to fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, depending on what your rent situation mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you went to school, you got an education, you did the things people tell you to do. Now, <laughs> now you owe student loans. So the average student loan debt is about $500 a month. Mm. Again, it might be more for mm-hmm. you, especially depending if you went beyond undergrad and incurred more debt, that might be less. Because some people are paying mortgages and student loans. So. Exactly. Mm. Um, and there, I do know there's plans that are income-based. Right. So it, right. it just depends on that and your family size. Um, so if you're paying $500 a month for your student loans, mm-hmm. that's about $6,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got to drive to work. Um, unless you are living in a city like a New York a or somewhere yeah. where public transportation is yeah. just very quick and easy um, and arguably depends affordable because I've heard those rates have gone up mm-hmm. while the quality is not, but, you know, life. Um, so for a newer vehicle, if mm-hmm. you bought your car new, you're averaging about another $500, $560 mm-hmm. for your car payment. Mm-hmm. Um down south, you need a car. You do. In the southern <laughs> cities, you're going to need a car. Right. So you're paying $7,000 a year for the car. So now we're in the $30,000 range. We're about thirty-three dollars to $39,000, like we said, depending on the cost of your rent or mortgage. Mm-hmm. That's where that fluctuation comes in. From this $100,000. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're now under half of your money. You you haven't even enjoyed it yet. <laughs> um, Health care. The average person under 45 spends about $3,000 a year on their health care. So that might be what you pay for, like, your HSA if you mm-hmm, have that, mm-hmm. out-of-pocket expenses, et cetera. It doubles at 45. So we're just let's just be nice and use the $3,000. Let's just say you're very healthy, you don't have any issues. Mm-hmm. And so $3,000 we're doing towards the health care. Okay. We forgot to mention that car insurance because you can't drive a car without car insurance. You should not drive a car yeah. without car insurance. It is illegal. Don't ride dirty. Come on, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> car insurance averages about $133 a month. So, that's mm-hmm. $1,600 a year. Whether you pay monthly, quarterly, however you break it up, right. it's, just, it's still the same $1,600 a year. So, that's what you pay for that. All right, utilities in this home. You got to pay to heat it. You got to pay to cool it. The water. Water, 
cable because let's be honest, some of us want to come home from that job and enjoy just mm-hmm. z- zoning out. So you got some kind of cable situation. You're you probably to- trash, mm-hmm. city trash. You need internet because especially Everything. if you got this baby, I don't know how they're going to watch <laughs> Baby Shark without the internet. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so utilities average about 3600 a year. Uh, yeah. It's not a joke. Groceries, we haven't eaten yet. You spend twenty four hundred on that if you spend about two hundred dollars a month on groceries. Again, might be more or less if you're near like a farmer's market where you can get some things cheaper. But for those of us who like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, probably easily spending two hundred dollars a month. And that two hundred is clearly a no child rate. Well, once they get older, they do eat a little more. You might want to get a Sam's card or BJ's or something like that. You need to buy in bulk once they're a little older, especially those boys. Mm. Um, Yeah. They start to eat quick. They'll go through a box of cereal in a day. In a day. A milk. Mm -hmm. I understand why you need a whole gallon of milk for that cereal, but it's fine. (laughs) Can't it just be sitting in a bowl? Drink it. So you don't even drink it. That's rude. That is rude. <laughs> we digress. Let's go with the two hundred dollars so, a month. We were at thirty three to thirty nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars when we subtract health care, car insurance, utilities, groceries. We are now at twenty two to twenty eight thousand dollars left. Mm. Credit card debt. So again, we're just talking about averages about seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So if you're doing better, keep your money. If you're not, <laughs> you have a, revol- a monthly payment right. for these credit cards. Right. So when we subtract that, we are now at fifteen to $21,000 that is your money mm-hmm. to actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you haven't eaten out, you haven't traveled, you haven't paid if baby is in ballet or track or soccer because, you know, y'all like to keep your babies Them in. extracurriculars. Your babies are busier than the adults, really. <laughs> right. So we haven't paid for any of that. Mm. You haven't. If you go to church, you haven't tithed. Um, track 200, jiu-jitsu, ballet, swim. Mm-hmm. If you're in a sorority or fraternity, you have not paid dues. Um, so, yeah. If you have a professional license. You have not paid dues. If your job doesn't cover that, that might be something. Go back to the compensation negotiation um, episode. episode. That might be something you want to negotiate right. in. These right. dues for professional licenses. You're trying to help you keep your money. Those are yearly costs and those continued education costs. So again, you see 15 to 21,000 or 15 to 20,000. That's before mm-hmm. you've saved. So right. I didn't even put in there like the what 10%, you yeah. didn't, you know, your 401k cost if you're doing that or putting something to, to the mm-hmm. side for retirement mm-hmm. or even just regular savings accounts mm-hmm. um, or investments. This is what's left before all that. So mm-hmm. again, you can kind of see that the funds aren't as, it, it's not as much as you would think. Right, which is why out. people have so much debt and credit card debt because they are feeling that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel it real quick. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, let's really talk about like the value of that. So we, mm-hmm. we went through the quantities and kind of broke down like, okay, $100,000 is a nice number. It is. And it's nothing to sneeze at. At all. But it does not stretch in 2021 Mm -hmm. the way that that would stretch in 1985. Right. So you would be like a mogul in 1985. Right, right. So why do we put so much value in that? When we talk about this Mm six-figure, like, what is that about? 
Um, so for me, I didn't necessarily say, well, I did not say specifically that my man had to make six feet. No, no, no. Right, yeah. right. But I know I always wanted to hit that mark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because for a very, very long time, even as an attorney, mm-hmm. I made thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. I was mm-hmm. an assistant district attorney, was mm-hmm. not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really a goal. And at that time, it was based on, I got this law degree. And this mm-hmm. law degree says... Mm-hmm. that this is the net worth that I mm-hmm. am capable of making. Okay. So it was just an att- attainable goal for me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that do have that, um, he needs to make this, yeah. is because they aren't doing what they need to be doing in their own right, in, in their own lives, honestly. Um, and they feel like, that's going to be the person that comes in and, and solves all the issues, solves the money issues. But, you know, they don't take into account like saves all of them. Yeah, that saves okay. them. Um, because a lot, you know, and it just kind of really boils down to money money management of your own things. Because even on my lower salaries, mm-hmm. I was still able to handle my credit card debt, yeah, you're really you know, good to the money management. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't manage money when you're at $30,000, you're not going to be able to manage it at $100,000. Right. It's actually going to be worse because you feel like you have more, more. to blow. Mm-hmm. You're not watching it as closely mm-hmm. because you're just certain that more is going to come in, so you're going to spend more. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think it, it skews the value when you think that a person, because they make six figures, that you disregard the treatment mm. that you disregard how they would treat like that's not one of the it's not he needs to make six figures and be faithful loyal like is he need to make six figures mm-hmm. like I, you know yeah now i the, i get what you're saying mm-hmm. with that but what about okay so we know like the example we use in data potential was the i don't know if our kevin samuels keith samuels i'm sorry whatever his name is when he had keith. the young lady on there and she was saying that she wanted a six figure and mm-hmm. she also made she, six right, figures. Right. So even the person who so even the person who, okay, I'm I make what I expect, mm-hmm. what is that value like why does that mean something? You see what I'm saying? So, so I, I think in those realms it's honestly or maybe because people don't understand like a lot of the other businesses or mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about a truck driver, right? Okay. Yep. They can easily make six figures. A person mm-hmm. making HVAC, but we don't think about necessarily those things. I think instantly when a person thinks about six figures, they're thinking about somebody that's corporate. White collar. Mm-hmm. Right. They're white collar. They're thinking about the education mm-hmm. and a person who might necessarily say that they need to make that they're thinking about what they will be connected to. So more like like a status the status thing, thing. yeah. Okay. Going to galas, going to mm-hmm. balls. Okay. Um, they could have a certain intellectual conversation. Mm-hmm. They they might disregard another um person that might make six figures, but mm-hmm. not necessarily their blue collar. You know. Okay. But that's not the image in the head of a person when they say that a person is fixed. Like you said, it's a white collar person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of just thinking about. <sighs> I don't necessarily think, especially for a person that's making six figures themselves, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that, oh, this person could buy me a house or right. this person can provide, because th- usually those people can b- provide their own. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, I think that there's a connection 
that they think will be there from a person that doesn't make it. Like they, like they yeah. get certain things. Yeah, even okay. the college experience, you know, okay. like I think, you know, they just feel like there are things that they might not necessarily have to explain mm-hmm. um, or, you know, conversations that they don't have to break down maybe okay. um, with a person that makes this six figures. Okay, so I, I get that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to disqualify right. that. I think the only thing that I, the pushback that I would give is, okay, so so what if you do have to explain something? Mm-hmm. So in anything, like, I know, and I'm sure people are guilty of this in, like, you know, relationships, whether in therapy or not, all of us have had that moment, like, I mean, I just feel like, why should I have to explain? Yeah. They should just get it. Like, I, I mean, I've done it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they should just know. <laughs> but the thing is, especially in a relationship, like, just basic concepts of how you live or what you like and what you don't like, you have to, just like you have to teach somebody how to, right. like, how to love, love you, you or yeah. how you want to be loved, rather. It's like, so if they didn't go to school, what is the harm in just explaining like, okay, this is how this works? Especially because if there's an interest. Now, I right. think it's different if this person is just not open-minded or kind of downing the things mm-hmm. that you're interested in. But if this person is open-minded and wanting to get to know you, mm-hmm. like, what did it take away from you to explain that? None. I, yeah. So not I at guess, all. And I mean, I honestly think sometimes the, the journey in learning is mm-hmm. the explaining. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you could also understand what... They do. I think yeah. you know this. It's the journey and switching of the information. But yeah, because I I've, and I've um, dated individuals who some of them had gone to school, some had not, and they were like you said, maybe in the blue collar industries. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice that I think one of the things we have to remember is there are other things to learn that are valuable that aren't necessarily white collar things or mm-hmm. academic things. Right. And I think one thing that is missed sometimes in overlooking, you know, certain people in certain career paths or what have you is they know some things you don't too. Mm -hmm. And I think even having the patience to learn some do it yourself. You know, if you're if you're dealing with a guy who it could basically be a general contractor. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to do your own backsplash mm-hmm. and things like that that are saving some of these ducats. Because right, again, we're part. 15 to 21. And if you need some home improvement, that's not, we haven't <laughs> taken not coming out, out of that. that. Right. So, you know, things like that, that would be good to mm-hmm. have. Or if, I mean, he could do it mm-hmm. for, you know, mm-hmm. almost free. Or you pay for the materials and he does and he does it for you. Or she does it for mm-hmm. you. Um, and I think that that's one thing that is, overlooked sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is, especially when it's a uh, generational thing, I think in our community, we're always talking about or we're always looking to be upwardly mobile. Mm -hmm. So each generation doing a little bit better than the, the one before it. I think the times we're in now, it might be a little harder if your parents did well. Um, and I think that some of that putting so much value in that number mm-hmm. is feeling like, okay, because at one point it was unattainable. Right. Um, and so to that I say again, I think that it's certainly nothing to sneeze at. No one's saying like, oh, you make six figures, they mm. ain't doing nothing. Right. But it is to understand that this is a number that society has determined should be tethered to your salary. It doesn't denote your value mm-hmm. or lack thereof, mm-hmm. what you can contribute to society or not. Absolutely not. Um, and unfortunately, we live in a society that assigns certain salaries to certain jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. we know and we talk all the time about how, for example, one of the top 
underpaid um, industries or career um, industries I could think of is educators. Educators. Because they're the people who created or helped you become Mm -hmm. these fly things that you're making this kind of money. And to see, you know, educators have to get second and third jobs, it just does not make sense to me. Right. But that's that, and that's the number that society has determined Mm -hmm. they should earn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I, I really want to point that out and especially that example of a career in terms of like, no, they don't make six figures, but I don't, who would say they're not valuable right. or who would look at them and say like they can't oh, carry on an intellectual conversation right. or they'd be very well connected because they all, know all the people they, they do and they might correct your English right <laughs> right and that it's and to that point like mm-hmm. also if that is your reason for wanting a six-figure person yeah it's a whole lot of people out here making six figures and can't have a conversation can't carry on a conversation yeah. they just knew how to study well mm-hmm. And they knew their field. They are mm-hmm. passionate about what they do, but it does not mean that they are connected or can do what. It, or that you a might, conversation with them won't be like watching paint dry. Thank you. So, so just you know, just determine why you 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 really want that. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, debt. Yeah, the debt that comes with having that income, you know, you also Mm -hmm. we kind of touched on it before, but you know, when you start to increase your income, Mm -hmm. you start to increase the debt of the things that you wanted before that. You know, nineteen ninety three Kia was fine; it got you back and forth. You know, it was dependable. That gas was low, (laughs) right? Okay, (laughs) and now you out there looking at you know the BMW series, right? And not the not the lowest one yeah. you gotta go a step above because god forbid you have the basic model right you know? right so you know <laughs> and then also um hopefully mm-hmm. that a lot of times that co- what comes along with um having those higher salaries having those is the associations right so okay. now you're usually around people that like mm-hmm. you said it could be very um you could have blinders on yeah um when you're when that's your circle. Yeah. I think specifically for me, it happened as as an attorney, um, not realizing, okay, we're still only 5% because yeah. it, where we are, we are very good about ha- having an a, a African-American network yeah. of attorneys. And it mm-hmm. feels like everywhere it feels I like look. There's so many. Yeah. Right. It, it, so it doesn't feel isolated at mm-hmm. all. But the the average, yeah. like that, that's just not what it is, right? right. So um, in saying that, I also, you know, think you have to, some people feel mm-hmm. like I have to drive with these other attorneys. Drive. We t- mm-hmm. we touched on it before yeah, dealing with the Jones. Yeah, Joneses. keeping yep. up the Joneses episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen that when we did that last year, you can go back and look up the keeping with the Joneses episode. Mm-hmm. But talking about you know feeling like you have to have what somebody twenty years in the game had, mm-hmm. and you have to have it now. Yeah. Um. To 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 have the same kind of worth, mm-hmm. and you know if you're you know, at $100,000 in your first year of making $100,000, you go out and buy this brand new car yeah. and someone that's been able to stack cumulative interest and mm-hmm. all of those things for 20 years and make it six figures, y'all, y'all different. Yeah, if you didn't, just if you didn't put money down on that binge, your <laughs> monthly payment is closer to 1000 Right. Um, Just depending on where your credit fell. So I would say that, and then as someone who, um, and it wasn't, you know, fresh out of school, me making, me earning or or being a high, high earner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the thing that came with that, like you said, is debt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, 
sometimes your debt is almost neck and neck with your salary. Absolutely. And I think that's something that becomes a thing too because it's like now, depending on what kind of plan you're on, I've had situations where I've had to figure out an income-based situation because the they do those traditional 10-year plans mm-hmm. and that plan was going to have me paying more than my mortgage in student loan debt. So that's something that, unfortunately, because many of us, you know, trying to build this generational wealth, but we're not quite there yet, many Mm -hmm. of us have to borrow funds Mm -hmm. to get that education. We can't just, we don't have it sitting to the side somewhere to just go get $100,000 to get this Mm -hmm. um, post-graduate degree Mm -hmm. um, or degrees for people who get multiple. So I think that's something that has to be considered. And not saying that, you know, I will say most creditors are you're going to get a house. They're not looking at student loan debt like, oh, it's it's bad. Right, right, but right. it does affect your what you're bringing into the mm-hmm. house. Um, and that's why I really, not push, but I really mention, especially when we have these conversations about dating and whatever, it's like, okay, but that person who is genuinely good people and they might not be white collar and they don't have debt, you might want to get at a second look. I say it all because the time. I'm just saying more of their money, as you can see, when we just did the breakdown, Mm -hmm. more of their money is actually staying in-house. That's assuming they don't have child support and things. So so I just say all that to say I think we have to remember that, and I think we have to be aware that sometimes that taste gets a little expensive Mm -hmm. when you feel like you have more. Mm -hmm. And I used to to grate my nerves when my mom said it in college when I would overdraft. But she would say the whole aspect of, if you don't know how to do with a little, you're not going to know how to do with a lot. And I think one of the things that was fortunate for me in terms of as I grew in my career, as, as I took different positions, I was able to at least work on those things that I had a habit of doing because Mm -hmm. I had a habit of not, let me say it this way. I was that person that would have to watch for those instantaneous spends. Mm. So not necessarily just spending all your money, but if I saw that ad back when I was working on um, Instagram, when I first got out of school, Instagram wasn't as big. But if I had seen those ads that they put out now and it's like, I would like those, you know, click on buy. Get you. Um, they get you. Right. You weren't so, even thinking about it. At all. Not at all. And so <laughs> I had to I had to do that model of the two-day thing I spoke about when we mm-hmm. talked about um, debt towards the end of the year in terms of waiting. Hold off. If it's something you really need, mm-hmm. okay, no one's going to tell you to sit here and eat ramen. I would never right. encourage that. Um, it's high in sodium. Yeah, it's going to lead to other health problems. It's going to push that $3,000 number up. Um, So, but it was a situation where I had to learn how to pull back from that instant because it's like you're not even thinking about it. And really, I still to this day, I'm just going to be fully transparent, I still to this day work on budgeting because I'm a person who would do better with an app than writing out Mm -hmm. this is what I got. This I'm not good at the writing out Mm -hmm. of my budget. I'm Mm -hmm. not. So I'm a person who does better with let's just plug this into an app and they can tell me what to do. Um and that's just being, you know, honest even as a diva, that it's something that I have to make a conscious effort to go in and plug in. This is what I take home. Mm -hmm. This is what I have going on. And they kind of do some little compute computation and yeah. tell you, okay, well, this is what you need to be spending, and this is, and after that, you done. Yeah, <laughs> but and I think that's the important part of it, though, is that mm-hmm. you still budget. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter what your salary range is if you mm-hmm. have 
good habits. You will always mm-hmm. have, like, you know, the the the, the over. You will always yeah. have the overage to be able to save and to spend it somewhere else. But if you have, like I said, if you have those bad habits, it doesn't matter how much you make. And I will take a person that makes forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars with no debt great financial habits mm-hmm. over a person who makes $200,000 and got $260,000 in student loans alone. Oof. Plus their three, $400,000 house that they got. You know, their Mercedes bit, because all I see is debt. Yeah. And so, yeah, we might go on that trip, but that trip is probably spent on a credit card, which is more debt. Yeah. It, it, to, to me, that, that number doesn't, make any sense. It's about your 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 habits. Yeah. It's about if you budget. Hey, turn me on. Bring out a budgeting app. And it does it for you. It does it for me. Get a little, get a little spicy. What? <laughs> Let, what? It does it for me. Like, I don't, I, the salary to me is not, it's not the, it's you not the You know what does it for me regardless of your salary? And it could be, again, a home improvement. It could be whatever. I got it. What? Listen. Three words. What? I got it. Without having to be... I don't care what you make. What? You got it. Like, that is... Ooh, that's sexy. Yeah, it is. I'm telling you. So <laughs> It is. <laughs> it could be the light bulb. We ain't talking about you got to right. have... We ain't talking about you got to have a mortgage. It could be... Oh, that light bulb out. You came home. It's turned on. Okay. Ain't had to say Look nothing. Thinking the, about me. Maybe to change my air filters. He cares what? about my allergens. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and that don't and that don't take six figures. It so. doesn't. It just takes some consideration. It so does. we just say, you know, to the six figure, this elusive six figures, mm-hmm. you know, determine why you value it. Determine yeah. what it necessarily means to mm-hmm. you. And um, you know As a therapist yeah. would say, unpack it. Right. Because what does that really mean? Yeah. And why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, really get to the root of that. Get to the root of and, the thing. And, you know, go from there. Yeah. So. That's sad. So do we topic. have a diva letter today? We do. We have not. I don't know if we've been over the no, airways no, with the diva letter. No. So Tell them about it. Dear Diva is our segment where you write into us with your questions, shenanigans, etc., and ask for our opinions. Again, these are the opinions of us and our guests. So... <laughs> do with that what you will. Right. But if you have a question for us that to be possibly read in an episode, you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's letter goes. Dear Divas, I have a loving fiance and we are scheduled to get married next Valentine's Day. There's just one problem. His mother. <sighs> We dated three years, and while his mom was nice enough to me, I always got the impression that I wasn't good enough. We've moved in together since getting engaged, and suddenly everything I do around the house is a failure because of what his mom did or how she would have handled it. There's no boundaries. When she comes to our house, she rearranges things. We'll completely throw out something (laughs) I've cooked and start on a meal herself. She makes little passive-aggressive comments if I use canned goods instead of fresh vegetables or about how women nowadays don't know how to run the house because I require my fiancé to help out. 
even her opinions on money and what he should or shouldn't be doing with it trump mine. What really blows my mind, because I'm already blown, is that my fiance has suggested that she move in after the wedding because her retirement income is squeezed paying for her place. I love that he loves his mother. I love my parents too. But that just seems like a bit much. It's not like she's disabled or sick. I totally understand her moving in if that was the case. Question, am I overreacting? How can I go about establishing a good but healthy relationship with his mom and get him to do the same? Signed, Anonymous. Hmm. Oh, child. So anonymous. Hmm. I think, you know... First, this is going to take a lot of prayer. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and patience. Yeah. You know, this is not going to be something that mm-hmm. is going to turn around in a year, two years. Yeah. It, it, it might take you a while. Um, <sighs> but do not lose yourself. That's the first thing I will say is yeah. do not lose yourself. There is a way that, as my father said, there is a way to tell a man to go to hell and make him be happy on his way. And it's called tact. You can have direct conversations with his mother mm-hmm. because, you know, she obviously feels free to do whatever she needs to do for you. So you can have direct conversations with his mother because I'm pretty sure you had several conversations with him and obviously it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So have conversations with his mother about how it's making you feel. And hopefully it's not getting combative um, with whatever is being received. I mean, if y'all need to go to a th- therapy, all mm. three of y'all, then, you know, issue that because obviously, you know, they say you marry the family, right? Unfortunately. Sometimes. So, especially with the mothers. And some people just have monster-in-laws now, and it, and it never stops. Like, some people have been dealing with the monster-in-law for 20 and 30 years, and the light bulb don't come on to year 31. That just has to be something that you decide if you are willing to handle. I, yeah. I, I, she, to think about somebody coming into my food. kitchen. She threw her food out and started over. And throwing out food that I cooked. <laughs> That's so shady. Because it doesn't taste or is it oh prepared. The I could not even imagine. I could not even imagine. However, <laughs> since that's your reality, I <laughs> throw hers out. No, I'm just playing. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um, I'm not gonna win that one. Don't, don't do that. Not mama's biscuits. Right. Don't do that. Um, I do have the whole my daddy thing. So okay, pop, Come you to know, the table. right. I I I do do that a lot to my fiance. Like my daddy would. My daddy would. However, there is no way mm-hmm. I would let my father. God bless him if he was able to come to our house. Mm-hmm. And take a trimmer or a lawnmower mm-hmm. until my fiance and, and recut a yard. There's right. no, there have to be boundaries set and they have to be set very, very early. Mm-hmm. And your husband forsaking mother and father and choosing you, like he, he just need to understand it. And if they both don't understand that, I just say go to therapy. I, but it has to be understood. Do not lose yourself. Do not lose your voice. But yeah, be okay with 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 speaking your piece. Let me where to start. Okay, so here's the thing, and I, hmm, 
I guess because I think usually, I do think that usually we start with the pulling boo to the side because that's your mama. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be the one. Mm -hmm. Or same thing with, you know, dad if it's on the other side. I think that assuming, and I'm not sure if you've already had this conversation with boo because you haven't mentioned it here. Mm -hmm. But if you have not, kind of start with him first. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just on the aspect of, first of all, no, she cannot stay here. Um, I am in agreement. I I don't know what mama did that her, she's being squeezed where she lives she with her retirement income. We weren't there to help her at the time. <laughs> but she, you know, it is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge what she got going on. But that is her space. Mm -hmm. And I think the healthiest thing to keep this already tense situation okay, at least okay, is she needs her space and y'all need yours. Um, So that would be the first thing to kind of quash. And just have him ask him, like, you know, can you talk to your mother about it? It It's really rude that she throws out food I've cooked. First of all, you throwing out food out this, look at that $2,400 a year. Like you bought them groceries for y'all and she's throwing out food. I I would send a cash app invoice. That is just, you wasting money at this point. Absolutely. Especially if your fiance likes your food. I I didn't hear it in in here, you got any complaints. Mm. So, you know, that's that's that. Now, if that's not working, then yes, of course, because mama feels very comfortable being <laughs> passive-aggressive about the, no, the canned goods took me out. Now, this is just a me thing. There is a difference if you're using, like, a canned green bean versus glory greens. I'm not a glory green fan. I do kind of get the shade there. You might want to step you, that part for up. For real. I'm not a fan of her throwing out the Again, food. Again, high I'm in just, sodium. I've just said I don't like glory greens, so I don't know how, I don't know which canned goods that you made out the can. Focus. There's a difference. Okay, I digress. What I <laughs> what I will say is you really have to go to her. And I think to some extent, sometimes moms are afraid that they're and dads too are afraid that they're losing mm-hmm. their little boy or little mm-hmm. girl. And I think sometimes there has to be a loving but come to Jesus talk about you know, I love your son, I love your daughter, I, you know what I mean? But I, I also, I got it, mm-hmm. you know, and we want you to be a part of this family, but there has to be some respect here. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a way to have that conversation with her and it hopefully at least earns some respect in terms mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. putting your foot down. There is no reason for you to come up in my stuff and throw away my food. That's not going to work. It's Or, you know, these comments about even the, the funds coming out and coming in. Because when you all are married, at least <sighs> if you're getting joint accounts or you're going to co-mingle some things or do some joint investments, his money matters to you. His money affects you. So hmm. she cannot be the final voice in these situations. Um, and the other thing, and this is the part where I think, that's why I said you have to really gauge because it can get weird sometimes with moms especially, is, okay, if I'm not doing it right, then Miss Pauline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. please teach me how to make this gumbo yeah. that yeah. you make oh so good because I know only you can make it. I don't know if you put a little love in this. What mm-hmm, is that, Tabasco? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, really, you know, you can flatter her a little bit and try to, if I'm not doing it well enough for your son, well, surely you want your son to be happy and healthy, so teach me how to do this. That's, now, going, that's going left. 
What do you mean? I mean, at first it was flattering, and then you, then you was popping off. It went flattering. To... Well, you don't have to say that part, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm thinking mom wanting her son to be happy will be like, all right, let me teach this girl, bless her heart. You know, she probably thinking something shady in her head as she's teaching you. <laughs> but at least she shows you because, okay, I'm not doing it well enough, you right. know? Or even the night before Thanksgiving when people make it all the things like, okay, Miss Pauline, can you, you know, can I help you? Whatever, like... Maybe some of that making her feel involved. Now, if she's the type that won't give you the recipe, now that's, I don't know, it's a little weird to me. Like, at that point, why? Because at this point, it's like, so you want me to, what? what is that about? You feeling like the only way you Control. can connect to him Control. is this gumbo? Because you his mama at the end of the day. Like, right. regardless. I cannot replace that. No way, all. no how. So I think, you know, maybe step into it, like I said, that that conversation. Even try to, you know, learn some of the things that she might know. Because I'm all about, you know, we're forever students. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely setting some boundaries. Yes. Like, this is not okay. They and if you all can't talk uh, cordially as a three-person unit, that I'm definitely a fan of family therapy because sometimes, unfortunately, people need an independent party to mm -hmm. really hear it, to hear yeah. the things, and really get to the root of, to me, in my opinion, I really think his mom is afraid of losing her son. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Um, but yeah, step one, quash that. She ain't living here. She can't stay here. <laughs> she can't. No. Not at all. Recipe for disaster. Um, and if that therapy isn't working, like, like Quick says, you might need to consider... I can't, I can't live like that, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, hopefully... I will not walk around eggshells in my own right. domicile. Where you pay some of this $1,500 rent or mortgage. No. Nah. Not at all. I wish I would. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, good luck. You are not overreacting. No. I really hope that it is a good as possible uh, conversation and that, you know, some action steps are taken mm -hmm. from that. Maybe mama would chill out a little bit. Um, but let us know how it goes. And again, if you like to hear from us, divaadvice at gmail.com. Yes. So we thank you guys for tuning in. If you are following us on YouTube, please subscribe below. Yes. Make sure you hit that bell so you'll get notifi notified of our new episodes. Mm -hmm. um, and we would love for you to join our D&D family. Follow us on Instagram mm -hmm. and on Facebook under the same names. And our website is www.divasandducats.com. All right. In the meantime, in between time. Have a great attitude. Right, bye. Bye.